ready? All right. I think we should call this uh, Formula America. Why? Fourth of July, man. Oh, oh, you are correct. I, I like, all right. Yep. This is the Formula America podcast. <laughs> That's right. Made in America. <laughs> Made in America and, you know, Japan and probably Japan and computers probably Japan. <laughs> so what are we at? Episode Regardless. seven here now, This is right? number seven. All right. Yes, it is. Lucky number seven, Lucky finally. Number seven, I feel indeed. like it's been forever. I think it's been three weeks at least since we've done yeah. that. Because it's been about six F1 races and probably 12 <laughs> IndyCar races. It's uh, Yeah, it's been quite a few races. I have watched a few IndyCar races since we've last talked. Yeah, you know, I thought about it today because I didn't have much going on. And yep. uh, there was still, I had a shit to take. And I was like, you know what? I don't, nah, I'm good. It's, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm good. Um, let's, uh, let's start with the uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Correct. Let's start with Race us number racing. three. Race number yeah, three. Yeah, look at that. I'm uh, higher than you, No, Alex. you're not. No, you're I not. I am, man. No, you cheated. Yeah, well, you know what? Little uh, extra help for the vertically challenged. <laughs> what did you even put it on? A uh, sunglass case, I believe. Case. Or a watch case. I don't know. <laughs> I like it, though. I thought our trophies were the same size, and uh, they're not. No. If you want no. me to move it back, just wanted everyone to kind of like, you know. Well, given that our camera view is slightly skewed this week, uh, you actually are doing a good job of showing the base of your trophy. For anybody That's watching, right. anybody has good eyes with the full screen on, you can see that our own Charlie Hosey here scored his very first podium for the hool- the hooligan light class. Yeah, I don't super super exciting, uh, dude. I, I mean, we're I giving away the result. For like two laps. Well, you came in after a cool down lap, so you couldn't have been out there for no, two laps. No, well, I was. No, that was earlier. That's right. Mike was yelling at me because I was taking extra laps. Uh, whoops. Yeah, yeah, so um, if you want, we'll start with the World Formula Light. It yes. was a pretty crazy, very hooligan-y uh, start to yes. the race. Yes, it was. I watched it from, uh, from uh, the outside. Start to finish. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll start forward and go back, I guess. So the uh, beginning of that race, I thought I was damn good to be starting six. Mm. You know, I thought, all right, I'm near the front of the pack, so I should have a good run down the down the bowl. And then, bam, wasn't even f***ing green yet. And everybody, there's carnage everywhere. I just remember saying to myself, it, it, well, right. thank God I'm on the outside lane. Yeah. I remember That's I, where you want to start. Yeah. So the number one, three, five, and all the way back, that's not where you want to be. Just ask Elias. He, not was, in my, he was third, started third, and he yeah. almost almost got... Yeah, almost that. got taken How out. How many carts were there? Do you think that was? It looked like involved. Had to six. So there were four that were stopped, like four that got in the wreck, got in the gravel, and that was that. That was their day. I'm sure other guys got knocked into and whatnot, but uh, it was uh, it was pretty gnarly. And I, I actually do, if I can pull it up, you can keep describing the rest of the race. I'll yeah, pull it up here. We show it on our new display that we have this week. Yeah, aka we just swung it around. It's yeah, <laughs> this was the TV we were using for the Zoom calls, the Discord calls for the previous episodes, and. Figured why not use it for a uh, display. Sorry for those who are just listening. We'll clue you into whatever we're watching. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we try and find that. So keep keep going with the race. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it started out just with a bunch of shenanigans. I just managed to move right. Didn't get collected in it. Kept on pushing. And immediately jumped uh, at least a position up into fifth. And then uh, into the uh, left-hander there and into that chicane, I was able to pass somebody else. So now I'm quickly into fourth. 
And I'm, I'm already just thrilled. I'm like, man, if I can just hold my, my line here, this is a huge, huge win for me. Uh, but sure enough, I ended up to catch up to our boy, Rick. Everybody remembers our guest, uh, one of the guests from last episode or last yeah, two. Yeah, you, you guys had a great race going. That for, was a uh, fun time. Yeah. Um, so I caught up to him in the chicane probably, ah, man, I wish I knew what lap it was. I'm so unaware of things like that. But nonetheless, I kept pressuring him through the chicane is where it seemed like I was quicker than him. It seemed like his gearing might have been different than mine. And me and him had had a conversation prior about that. You know, when's it okay and appropriate to pass? And there I was asking his advice, kind of also figuring out, you know, his driving style. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. Unless maybe you're like exactly even, you know, one-to-one with him. You're not going to want to pass there. So sure enough, I get a run on him. And I'm about goddamn near about 60% up to him. And we're coming into that chicane fast and furious. And I just was like, I was like, damn, I know. I know he's thinking about this conversation. We're both in each other's head right now. It was like Star Wars shit going on. We we're both talking to each other. And sure enough, I backed out, lived to fight another day. But then the very next lap, I'm pretty sure I went in deep because I anticipated. I was hoping if he had bro- broke early on me a little bit, it would have really caused a, a little bit of ruckus. But he didn't. He broke late. Yep. Now, I thought at first maybe I touched him, but no, nothing. He just locked him up, spun, and I just thankfully learned a bit from Canaan uh, and didn't jam on the brakes or do anything stupid. I just swerved, went around him, and all of a sudden now I find myself in third, and I just remember thinking, oh, man, that's a perfect place for a roadblock right in the chicane. <laughs> so I don't know. That's why I wish there was a good vantage of that. what happened after that. I did see Elias. Yeah, it was Elias took out his carburetor. He got collected yeah, in that so, a little yeah, the, bit. The two of them got together, and that's another video that uh, yeah. I don't know if I could find. Just as, I, I just struggled to find my own video there. I don't know if I can find Elias's quick enough. No, but it's <laughs> but, crazy uh, when you watch. He's got his video posted on YouTube, yeah. and it's amazing how quickly it all happens because mm. it's literally you can't even see it happen. I mean, all of a sudden, you just see him going, like entering the, the chicane, and then yep. boom, he's backwards. Right, yeah. He so, drove right over him. He just drove right over his cart. I can't believe yep. neither of them suffered anything worse than just i guess it uh chopped the <laughs> or ripped the carburetor off of, uh, uh air rick's, filter or air filter okay. yeah and i i don't sure if it was rick's cart because i was watching for that when the incident happened you can still see rick's air filter i think it was elias's air filter oh, okay i i also briefly heard of an air filter coming off because of the incident so when i watched the video and i still saw rick's on i was like oh wait maybe it was elias's mm-hmm. um now uh let's just uh i'm jumping ahead to the end of the race here i'm in third at sure this point, yeah. but uh Let's see the beginning here. Yes. So we've got the beginning, uh, the chaos you'll see. Yes. I didn't even, when I watched this video back, I was like, I didn't even have a good run, really. I was very timid because I'm still, don't f***ing hit some. Don't do what, what happened here, basically. Right. And um, yeah, let's let's roll the tape. Let's roll the tape. Listeners, uh, it just excuse us, but we'll describe what's happening here. Let me hit play on this guy. Oh, my God. Fire. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. He's on fire. Oh, wait. No, wrong video. Uh, audio is not going to be synced up either. It's just going to be probably what's coming out of my computer here, but uh, that's not terribly important. All right, so you can slightly hear my voice. <laughs> so, yeah, they're coming down for their start. And uh, this is how we do it in New Hampshire Motor Speedway. This is not the true start finish line, but this is how we start it. And I think it's the smart way to do it, too. You go down into a wide turn, watch third and fifth place on the inside. And one guy goes around. See, see all those guys that go spot. off. I never saw any contact. I don't know yep. if that was. Um, and it was a mess. I didn't see any contact though. 
He just spun on his no, own. No, no, no. You'll see. All right. Let me let me get my computer here so I can oh, no, we're, better. Uh, uh, oh, no. Uh oh, we're, we're doing. Oh, no. I can't play other people's videos. It's not allowed. Formula One, don't kill me. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. No. Get out know. of here. What is this with Facebook? No, that's not what I want to do. This is hilarious. All right. Anyway, so I'm cooking in third now, and I'm starting to think, all right, maybe uh, where's, uh, where's Dave? You know, where's Ryan? And uh, sure enough, I kept putting in consistent laps, but I, I think I was too far back from all that. They, they're they the only two guys to really get they ahead pull, of they all They pull of away, it. yeah. And the crazy thing is, too, we never, I mean, there were, you know, waving yellow flags for the corner. I really thought it was going to be a full full race restart. <sighs> yeah, so there, that's where they gained. Yeah. So me and Rick, right. and I'm not trying to throw anybody in the bus, but I was following, normally you follow the guy in front of you. That's how racing goes, right? If there's a yellow, I'm kind of watching the yellow, but I'm also watching the guy in front. If he's taken off, I'm going to take yeah, off, too. Yeah, you do too. the same thing. I'm sorry. Exactly, yeah. Rick, yep. Rick played cautious. He slowed up. I slowed up. I just kind of followed what he did. While we were doing that, kind of back and forth, I saw our hands. looked like we were doing a dance. The guys up front, <laughs> and once again, no idea what they were seeing. It looked like they soldiered on. It could be because of the timing of the um, – because they were, they were gapped quite a bit ahead they of were, Rick even. So, I mean, the situation could have been a little different. I don't know, but that's that's what happens in racing. It's It's kind of – yeah, I mean been. the the field was kind of set after after that incident. I mean, not necessarily at the top two, but the top two were definitely set because both of those guys, considering, let's say there were never even yellow flags they had to deal with when they came back around, because the two of them were the only guys to not have to deal with any of that. They already had the lead. The two of them, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I think it was no foul, you know, party on. No, but yeah, um, exactly, there was there was yellow, some form of yellow flag waving the whole race. Really? Yeah, pretty much. The whole 20 laps. Well, yeah, you guys had a lot um, of incidents beyond that. Yeah, so where I was getting to this, because keep in mind, this is my third World Formula race, and um, I'll tell you what. I wanted this 20-lap format. I still do, but man, I was starting to get, even though I was kind of in my own little world up in third with a little bit of pressure from behind, but not not really enough to spook me too bad, I was getting mentally fatigued. And really? right here, coming down into the bowl, was I was like losing track of that corner. You're just the bull, huh? Yeah, because it's blind, and you're going real fast. I see the flagger. You're you're looking. You know where to look. But I was like, I almost blew that corner twice, all on my own. Hmm. And it was just that was where I was having the hardest time was right there because I'm used to if you're following someone through there, you're fine. Sure. But when you're all alone, that turn into the bull was a little sketchy because you you could lose a lot of time through there, especially when you're not drafting and you're all by yourself and you're just kind of like. You know, I mean, yeah, the G force is set in, and it's kind of in a, in a four stroke anyway. Even in the two strokes, I'll tell you, when you go into the bowl, it is full throttle, but you are losing speed as you kind of go through the apex, just because of the forces. The G force is, you know, careening you into the ground, yeah, and and slowing you down. Yeah, um, and it's interesting because I did see a bunch of different lines in the bowl, and it. Uh, I mean, I know it's mostly gearing is probably going to make the biggest difference, but there was still I I could see it. There was faster lines for different drivers, and you could tell hmm. because um. I almost got past the the problem there is, and you told me this: don't track out too wide. No, you, you don't, don't need, need to, no, so, you especially don't. in the in you the world formulas. To. Don't go no. all the way out there, but your 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 brain just kind of like naturally wants to pull you over there, and uh, that's when I don't know who was behind me at the time, if it was Harrison or something, but uh, that's where the only time I got that I felt the breathing on me. I was like, all right, <laughs> you, you idiot, you just lost, you probably lost a half a half a second going tracking all the way out there for no reason. Yeah. Um. All right. So what are we? Uh, 
Well, I mean, basically, now that we're done playing, you Formula can wrap One up stuff. your episode or your. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So I mean, ended up um, there wasn't really much left to say in the race. No, I mean, you just. I was just. It's funny because you you know normally I'm used to especially in Canaan when I spun out in the first lap I wanted the race to be longer. This time, the second I got in third, I didn't really care. I, I saw no one up ahead. I go, I just want this race to be over, and I yep. was getting beat to. F- I'm still sore. Um, Are you? Yeah, you know I'm really? just not used to it. Yeah, it was crazy. Very uh, very difficult. I definitely have a lot more respect for the guys that are consecutively up at the top. Yep. Every race. It's it's just the beating it takes physically and mentally. Oh yeah. Especially on this track. I mean more so than Canaan, but um but anyway, yeah, so I finished third and I uh yeah. oh my god. Dude, I, I was, was so excited. Uh, I wish there was a video of me uh in the cart. You would have swore I won a million bucks. But that's <laughs> that's what it's all about. So Dude, I was so great. happy for you. When you came across oh, the line thanks. I actually finished there. First of all, all the incidents between Elias, Rick, and all that kind of stuff that you know promoted you to third place happened away from our view here on the hill. So I was thinking initially, like, oh, I'm so happy you got third, but I hope it wasn't because of bullshit that he caused. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no. Hey, knock on wood. I haven't caused anything. Yeah. Oh, wait. We did forget about that. Let's go roll back, though. I started at the race. I got to say, though, so I got a little cocky, finally. I just sat, you know, out when the cart, the world formula is feeling good to me. I was running quick. Yep. Uh practice one felt okay wasn't really you know anything to write home about but then practice two i started getting really confident started getting in the 47 fives and i was mm-hmm. like moving and i clipped the barrier a little bit and then okay not i didn't think much of it but i, I think i could see mike in the background yep so next time around i clipped it harder because i just was pushing even harder this time is where i think i bent my axle and then it actually on exit there through the chicane, I ended up going putting two tires in the dirt, and it's yep. there's a good drop off there. Oh yes, that didn't feel it's good deadly. to me. It didn't feel good to the cart, and immediately I knew something was wrong because the cart's like, yeah, and it was yeah. practice was over, so I took it back in, and I'm like, hey, I didn't even say anything. I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Keith, Keith's like, God, your axle's f-ed. your axle's broken, your axle's broken. I'm like, shh. <laughs> and then little did I know, I mean, I don't know why shh over it. it's it's if it's broken, it's you got broken. yeah, you got to bring bad. it up. So uh, keep in mind that uh, Charlie down. doesn't own his own car. He's renting from Dr. So he yeah. Has so to, I just kind of he basically like, has to like go to mommy and daddy and be like, I broke your yeah. toy. <laughs> right, right. So I was like, uh, just fix it, please. Here. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they it was uh, perfect timing because practice two was not um, right up against qualifying. There was lunch break, so we had plenty of time. Yep. Arturo and Don and the guys were able to fix it in what seemed like 15 minutes. And yeah, they didn't just fix it. I mean, when I went back out for the qualifying, I wasn't running as quick, but I was being a little more cautious, but man, the thing felt so good. Mm. It was just so, it was much smoother. So it gave me more confidence. So I didn't bump shit. But anyway, yeah. So I learned a valuable lesson uh, that everyone told me, don't hit shit. And you did hit shit. I did, but you know what? That's how you learned it. So You know what? That's the best way I learned too. I hate to say it though. I don't think it'll be... It's not the first, and it's not going to be the last. Most no, it likely. won't be. But, um, nope. but yeah, I mean, I, I learned my limits and the limits of the track and the cart. Yep. It was a lot of fun. F- All right, so let's break down. I want down. to go back again. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's break down the uh, start here because that's what everybody uh, everybody wanted to see, and everybody has seen it that's wanted to see it. But uh, we'll give it our own commentary for what I believe happened and what you observed because you haven't seen this video many times, I don't believe. No, I saw it once. You saw it once, yeah. So let's get to... Uh, Kind of where it happened. I'll start playing it from here. So basically, we've got Ryan up front. 
Then you've uh, got uh, yeah, Dave. Ryan's out front currently, actually then starting you've from second. Got Elias, uh, fourth and fifth. I don't know who fourth and fifth. So oh, the kid, Rick, the kid behind Kyle, uh, the kid behind Elias is Kyle. He's a new guy to this Kyle. year. And it was um, Kyle and Rick. Yep, Kyle is quick. He won the last race. He he I came out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, you weren't there. Oh, he yeah, came... that's right. Because it was raining. He <laughs> 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 he came out of nowhere and just won like the first rain race of the year. As like uh, I think I've talked to the kid once, and I apologize, Kyle, if I'm getting any of this wrong. But uh, I think I don't know if he was racing 206 last year. Now World Formula. I know for sure he said something about racing in Chicago. So like he does have a racing past. Yeah, it's not clearly. like he's brand new to all this. So I mean, he started up at the front again. So yeah, yeah, fifth place in the World Formula um, uh, field. That, that's very respectable. Yeah, I also I, I feel like everybody the the respect level at, and the whole club up there is great. You oh, know, yeah. everyone is. Oh yeah, so helpful. Yeah, but at the same time, so competitive. There's no vendettas. That's what's awesome. No, but that's what's great. People will help each other. Yeah, but yet everybody wants to win. Like I said, I mean, ah, oh, so you know. But anyway. Yes. So, so that's basically the layout. Yes. Yeah, so uh, and I'll try to again, you know, those who are just listening, I apologize, but I'll try to explain it the best I can for what's happening. So we're going to go down into the middle of the bowl and that's where the action's going to start. See if I can slow it down here enough to get to it. Stop it right there. So, all right. So this is right before what happens here. All right. So you'll see Kyle and Elias actually do touch and they'll have a bit of contact. And that's when Kyle goes around. And it's such a strange thing to watch because he loses the rear. You know what it means? He starts spinning because of his front contact with Elias's rear. Very odd. You would think, I mean, here, here's what I think happened. All right. And, you know, Kyle, you can write into FormulaHooligan at gmail.com to give us your input for what you think happened. But I, I've already read the Facebook comments as well for this video. Um, what I think happened is, I think you'll see it where Elias's uh, cart, the rear end of the cart, will get airborne slightly for a little bit, and I think what happened was, obviously because of that, Kyle's front end is under Elias's, which is putting all the weight and all the grip on his front tires, taking it away from the rear, huh. and I think that that's the only way I could see him starting to spin because of this. So we'll watch it again. You can see. Kyle, who is uh, on the inside behind Elias. Look at the jump. You can already see the great, like, <laughs> I mean, uh, the gap that's already being. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the top two guys. Yeah, they were dialed in that day. So let's watch this. And Harrison, by the way, has a good run there. Look at, because this is me here. Yeah. Harrison's already got the run on the outside. Yep. Yep. Uh, Both of you guys did a great off. job. Yeah, yeah we, we held him off clean. and he did a great job avoiding it. Good racing. Um, oh, the spin already took place. The spin, yeah, the spin's already taken place, but you can see. I mean, we'll go back. I'll try to go back a few what seconds to get right to it. Here? Is that a ghost? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but oh, I don't what know what hell? you're looking at. Watch. But, uh, you know, Rich Hemingway, who was in this race, he thought that somebody came down on Kyle to cause him to spin. But you'll see. Nobody, nobody. hits him from the rear. Nobody no. hits him from the outside. It really is just the contact from Elias's bumper here. And yeah. that that's it. He's already starting to spin. Again, it's very odd to oh, watch. Oh, you want to know what I'm thinking? What's that? Dude, he probably tapped the brakes. No. No, he didn't. No, I mean, no, you don't think? no, from the, I he was about to hit. Th there's like 30 comments on this video and like 20 of them are from Elias and Kyle describing what they thought happened. And Kyle never says that he he lifted, at least from what I've I've read. And maybe I'm messing that up, mm. but I don't think he lifted uh, Elias. Elias was lifting quite a bit. 
If you watch, yeah, he said he was getting a little loose there. Yeah, he was is, getting a little out of shape. And if you watch his video throughout, throughout the entry to the mid where this happens, he's he's feathering the throttle. If you find his YouTube video, it's at his fairing, so you can see his feet, and he's just kind of like, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was wondering. Uh, uh, yeah, he was getting the out whole. Of it. Yeah, the whole time he's just kind of like feathering the throttle through it. And uh, by the way, there's, uh, there's there's no there's no hard feelings between the two guys. Kyle yeah, yeah, Kyle admitted to being like, ah, I'm falling too close. Elias was like, ah, I probably should have been lifting. So it's all good. This is just a racing incident, but we're going to... Yeah, it ended up pretty bad, but nobody was hurt. And... Yeah, nobody's hurt. It's it's four carts out of the race at the very beginning, which sucks. But yeah, you can see the spin is already happening from contact just from his front bumper on Elias' rear. I think you can puckering up right there. <laughs> I mean, look, literally, like... <laughs> yeah, I think I can see the whites of your eyes lighting yeah. up a little bit more. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we'll get through this spin, and he'll start collecting. Uh, he just... Yeah, you can already see. Look at the whole field. Has yeah, moving up. Way up the track. Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do when you see something like that, but or or why. these guys who are going to dive down the inside. That's the move. Um, oh, I just I don't know. The I start don't... of this race, awesome though. Yeah, and forgive me, I don't know these other guys that get collected out in the gravel. I you know, know. I've been out. I've been out of the World Formula League for all of like three races, and I already forget people. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, well, also, uh, this is not exactly 4K right here. I don't know. No, it looks it's not. Like I know shot this, this, is, this is potato crappy. X10. Something. I know everybody who is watching on YouTube has to watch through my GoPro to this. I'll eventually figure out how to get it all digitally, you know, done up and shit. But not today. I have to deal with my crappy uh, production. But you'll see, he'll go up and collect some guys, oh. and it's not even the collection of who he hits. It's kind of other guys that are reacting that go out into the gravel. And then once you're out in the gravel, you're kind of screwed. You're not gonna move your car unless you get out of it. And the rule in the NHKA is that as soon as you get out of the seat, your race is done. I mean, it's so, probably a pretty good rule, right? It, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, what else are you going to do? It's, it's, it's good enough. Pulling their cart. Yeah, you're um, going to have guys, while, while there's still carts going around at full speed, guys who are standing nah, outside who, who can get their ankles, you know, taken out. Um, so, yeah, you'll see all these guys avoid. But, Ooh, yeah, someone yeah. Someone went in hard into the gravel. Look yeah, at that. you can see that up there. Oh, you know what? I think this is Jeff. I think that was Jeff that went up there because okay. Jeff was one of the guys that got taken out. Um, but we got to watch Kyle here because Kyle, yeah, you know, he has his spin because he hits Elias, which is kind of crappy. But, uh, you know, back up a bit. There is Kyle right here. He's just about finishing his spin. Keep an eye on him. This is where he gets his real big hit. You'll oh, see. he gets creamed? Oh, he gets creamed pretty bad. Yeah. Oh, no. Watch this. Oh, Bam. man. Yeah. Oh, sorry for yelling into the no, mic. I did no, not it's, see that before. I, that's, it's, it's, you know, warranted of that reaction. That's how bad Man, it was. because that other guy, whoever it was, probably didn't even see him coming because he's just coming around and he's just hoping. Yeah. You know how it is. Days of Thunders, keep your foot planted and send it. Right, so. Hope no one's there. Let's back it up a bit more. Oh, shit. I just want to, because I, you know, I can't put Kyle at fault for that second hit. I don't believe. I'm pretty sure he had him locked down. Yeah, he's already on the brakes. He's, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's nothing he could have done. Man, but that's not good. Oof. Yeah, sucks. That bent his axle. I saw the picture. It bent his axle like that. Forty-five I'm degrees. Sure you thought you had a bad else. axle day. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. axle looked fine. It was, but it was not to relate it back to. But remember what happened to you? Uh, just tapping the the wall. How you thought it might have? Oh yeah. It's amazing. Those oh, yeah. plastic barriers. They will. They will bend shit. It's crazy. Plastic barriers. And I didn't cones. think anything of it. Cones will do it. Yeah. Cones will bend stuff. I've seen spindles bent because of cones. I've seen axles bent because of cones. Carts are a little bit on the fragile side, but you know they're all lightweight, thin, and to go fast, and that's that's why they're fragile. So, yeah. So that was the uh, the Formula Hooligan. Uh, what do you want to call it? <laughs> uh, hooligan. Fest. The rundown of the the, uh, the lap one incident there. 
pretty yeah. pretty gnarly, but glad that everybody was okay. Glad that there's no hard feelings between anybody who was involved because it's just a racing incident is really what it is. And the two guys who were you know involved in the start of it, they understand what they did. They'll try to be better from here on out. And uh, Charlie benefited. <laughs> benefited. I don't even know. Yeah, I mean the benefit was that um, it just got some pressure off the back of me. Sure. Because Elias was still there, Harrison was yeah. still there, so it didn't yep. really. To be honest, it was the move I made up on Rick that uh, when he spun out, that he really, you know, thank you. <laughs> Rick, Rick, uh, Rick did say he wasn't gonna like this episode so much because. Yeah, I know. I kind of want to like tease him a little more and rub it in a little more, but I, I want to, I want to keep him guessing. You know, there you go. <laughs> I want to keep him guessing. I, I want him to. Uh, the thing is that. He must. He did know I'm not reckless, because I initially wanted to get him real scared, just moving up on him in that chicane. But yeah, good thing you didn't do that. No, no. But you got to You got to keep. You got to keep people on their toes. That's how you got to do it. Sure. It's very much a mental game in this race and business. Well, of course. It's, I mean, you, littlest thing. It's he went right around like that. Yeah. We've all done it. Yeah. I did it every single time last time. Yeah, yeah you did. Every time something happened in front of you. I didn't Shit. spin once. That's good. I didn't even when I hit the wall, but it won't happen again. My 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 pocketbook won't be able to. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. You are definitely paying for those damages that you did. I don't as care. You well it's well worth it. All right. So that was your race. That's World Formula Light. Uh, Let's talk about Tag Senior, where I was, where Tag I Senior, got, which was equally as f-ed up. Uh yeah, yeah. There was another yeah, crash. Yeah. So we were actually. And let's talk about this for a second. There was a new format this week as opposed to the usual format. That's right. We should have said that. Yep. And instead of having a pre-final. Yeah, me too. Instead of having a pre-final and a final, instead, we had longer practices and then qualifying real quick after lunch and then one extended long final that I think is actually more laps than... It's either you get equal, more racing, yeah. It's equal or more laps to a final and a pre-final combined. You do get a few more. Which is great. To- you know, I've never been a fan... I mean, up until this week, to be honest with you, but I've never really been a huge fan of the whole pre-final aspect because it's just like it's six laps. It's like what kind of race? Yeah, it's it's well, you know what though? It's one of those things where if you had a bad qualifying one session, sure, it gives yourself. Yeah, it gives. But at the end of the day, I want more. I want longer racing. I don't want longer qualifying. Me neither. You know. Well, I think qualifying was the same this time, but yeah, you're right by saying the pre-final is kind of like an extended qualifying. You know. No. So, yeah, I'm this good. format was way better, this. but uh, we didn't even get to uh, take advantage of that new format that much because we had three laps, and and I qualified second in, in Tag Senior, which was pretty cool. I took the lead initially. Did you see that? Of course I did. Yeah, yeah up front. I took the lead. I was starting I was from like, second. Oh, here we go again. You know, And I actually <laughs> do prefer to start on the outside line. I, I prefer I hear, to pass yeah. people around the outside. It's just the way I do it. things. So, like, we go into the bowl at the start of the race. And Mark Donato, who started first, not Ricardo Nunes, believe it or not. Uh, Mark Donato, who started first, he seemed, uh, I'm sure we're all full blast going into the bowl, but he seemed to actually get a little bit upset at the rear of the cart, and he wiggled a bit. Hmm. I did not, and I actually overtook him pretty easily by just staying straight, going in, you know, at the exit of the bowl. I moved over to the racing line, and I had the lead. I'm like, holy shit, I got the lead of this goddamn So race. early. So many laps to yeah, go, though. Yeah, but the thought is, the thought is, it's like, all right, where's Ricardo? How many laps is it going to take for him to catch me? Sure enough, two laps. Two laps later, I, he takes me, and then we do about another lap, and then all of a sudden, we're getting shown the red flag, and we're all like, oh, shit, and we yeah. all do this. We all pull over, kill the motors, and uh, I had a legit yet, red flag. 
uh, from yeah. So describe what you saw because yeah, I didn't I saw see it in it. real time. Yeah. So, I don't so what know happened? Drivers' names and stuff. I apologize, but um, I didn't see exactly. It sounded like it was a dive bomb, but it's tough to really say. I mean, the two strokes are that much faster. Everything happens that much quicker. So yeah. even watching it in real time, I couldn't really tell if it was a dive bomb move or if it was just a you know if somebody didn't give enough space. I mean, obviously there was collision. Yep. Uh, but there was somebody that went up on the inside, up the bowl, tried to make a move. He went in too hot. And I believe when he punted someone, the side of their cart got into each other. It literally tipped the guy right over. Oh. And he hit. And he spun around several times. He was cartwheeled. Several? Really? Uh, at least two or three. Wow. Yeah, he cartwheeled. He was like in his cart, but like dangling, kind of like gravity, uh, you know, like... Uh, it was just weightless. Yeah. And he banged his head. I saw that. And I saw his oh arms do a hard handstand. But it, he ended up literally landing on his feet. Like one of those crazy accidents huh. where you just, you know, you go off the road and you get ejected from your freaking pickup truck. And uh, <laughs> sure enough, you just landed feet up and you're good. And that's how it happened. And they were like, oh, my wait, God. wait. So he got launched out of the cart and landed on his, own, his feet yeah, for he real? Just, he just, oh, yeah. I thought you meant like he landed on the tires as, as if, you know, when you were saying you landed on his no, feet. No, I mean, he I actually, think he landed He like landed and was kind of like standing up and was like, oh, Pretty much shit. just like, F- that. He actually Whoa. Go, he goes up to the other guy he hit and they were going to fight. And then, I don't know, the flagger came over and was like, no, guys, like, <laughs> you should be dead right now. Get your f***ing fist down and get in the damn ambulance and check yourself for a concussion. I don't know what ended up happening to him, Oof. if there was any. Um, Did he go in the ambulance, too? They checked him out. Okay. I know everybody makes a big deal about that. I remember at X1, I used to be like, it's the best track. And everyone's like, it's not safe. I'm like, who cares? <laughs> well, know. here you go. There yeah, you care. Now you have examples like this, right. you do yeah. care, yeah. So I was glad they were there to check him right out, but I think <laughs> yeah. he was fine. And the carts. Looked the, the one that got that did the hitting that didn't flip still you would think would be so damaged he ended up kept going so oh, join the rest of us yeah it huh. was crazy that that bad looking of an accident ended up not being that big of a deal yep so i don't know it'd be nice if you could say oh it's the testament of all the safety measures put into these carts but yeah there is none uh, there really isn't. Is there any safety in a go kart? I don't know. They're wide enough to where they don't <laughs> flip over by themselves. I, I guess know. you know, like no, you, you mean, can't kick them sideways to flip them over. So at least, yeah, I, I don't I know. know. I haven't been around them long enough. Um, but um, it was cool. I mean, I was like, holy shit! All right. Mm. I was like, uh, yeah. So I was we have a little we nervous have that, for you guys. Yeah, we have that red flag, and you didn't even see it. So you I just, didn't even see it. Nobody really saw it that I back of the pack. To. Was it the backpack? Okay. So <laughs> which um, begs the question: What are you doing? Smashing into people like <laughs> getting desperate. I don't know. Uh, so it's a long race. that happens. We uh, were told to come to the start finish line after the red flag, you know, dissipates. So we come to the start finish line, and they line us up by the position we were in. Uh, we're told it's a single file start. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Let's not do double file and make more chaos. So we're going to do a single file start. We only did three laps, and they told us we're only going to do ten more laps, ten more green flag laps, and that's it. As opposed to the promised twenty total laps. But uh, I think when I, we were running kind of late for that day, too, we got out there kind of late. So I think just to move the day along, we were just going to do the 10. Like, uh, whatever. You know, it's more or less like a regular final would be for the uh, NHK. So we uh, get back going against single file, starting behind Ricardo. And Ricardo, he didn't take off like last time. So that the last race, dude, he took off and he won the race by like 10 seconds, 11 seconds. It was ridiculous. It was it was stupid. This time, I wasn't able to get him. I remained in second, as the trophy will show. But uh, 
he was only ahead. The, the, the timing sheet said one point something seconds. I don't believe that. I don't believe that because he was a good distance ahead. I want to guess it was more like three, four seconds. Hmm. Um, but I was pressured the entire second chunk of that you race were. by uh, Mark Donato trying to come back for it. You had a train behind you, by the way. Oh, did I? Yeah, you were in real danger of ending up in like fourth. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, if, no. if who was it again? Mark behind you? Mark Donato. If yep. he passed you, the guy behind him would have passed you too because they were locked bumpers. They were a really, team. yeah, really, you really. Got, you would have got steamrolled. All right, something, to, something to keep in mind. I don't know. I heard it too. Oh, anyway. Um. um yeah. So, so you, you were. I was really worried. I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be so bad if it goes from first to fourth well second to fourth that's all well no i meant you were first i I was first at one point sure i was first but i know you did a good job held him off and uh, held him off i was doing decent time i mean i i was uh about my best time was a 42 uh i think it was a 42 two and ricardo's best time who won the race was a 42 one hold on then you guys are running five seconds more than five seconds faster yeah yep wow it looks it too. I, you know what? I five seconds is a long time. I don't know if it looks five seconds faster. Holy crap! You know what? Yeah, the, the five more I seconds of racing is yeah. an eternity. Yeah, it is. It is. Well, it's double the horse. Du- it's like double uh, the horsepower, right? It's double the horsepower. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Double the horsepower, probably more than double the horsepower, because I think the Rotax will push 15, out fifteen. I thought out of the World Formulas and thirty. Out Four, of the- Fourteen out of the uh, World Formula, from what I've heard, and thirty or so, thirty to thirty-two. Somebody threw around at the track for a Rotax. Ricardo's got thirty-two. Ricardo's got thirty-six. He's got a rock. Isn't it? Uh, what's that engine? Oh, is that what? It, yeah. Yeah, a rock engine, and uh, evidently the way they bounce it out is that he has to weigh more. I think he has to weigh like fifteen, twenty pounds more. Which he does. He's a big guy. Okay. I don't mean fat. I mean he's just yeah, he's just tall, tall, tall built guy. Yeah. Um, but I mean he makes it work. He's winning, and he's usually winning in in you know by three four seconds. Um. But. So yeah, I mean I finished second. Uh, I, you know you're talking about mental physical fatigue. Yeah, earlier. I was about to ask you that because you're still new to uh, it's, the two stroke. What the hell? Didn't that beat the hell out of you? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean. Yeah, you know it. It's to a worrisome amount. I gotta tell you, like I did do what some. What part of the track hurt the most? Show me on the doll one... <laughs> where. <laughs> Sorry, inside joke. Um, <laughs> turn one, the actual turn one. I mean, like after the start finish line. Yes, I that that was the worst for us. Yeah, too. because oh my God, it's brutal. It's it's so it's very bumpy. Yep, but it's flat. and with the Rotax, you are, you are drifting out to the track out. At least I was. You know, maybe that's yeah, wrong. I maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm scrubbing speed, but like. You have enough power in these two-stroke motors to really use it to track out. It's not like a world world formula is like keep the RPMs up and track out kind of with. And like your you steering. said, you're never going to really lose it in a world formula. No, you're on not. Throttle. No, you're not. Braking, yes. Throttle, no. But sure. So, yeah, like in a world formula, when you track out, it's almost like you're kind of. It's not to an, an extreme degree, but you're kind of steering to the track out. You know what I mean? With a two-stroke, your throttle and your speed is carrying you to the exit. Gotcha. It's it's kind of it's really nuts. And going through all those bumps because it was like a quick it was a quick lift, and then back on the throttle, getting as close to that inside barrier as possible, it's and so then tracking bumpy as you get towards right, the wall, and then tracking all the way there's out. There's that bump too, right before the pavement changes. You Correct. Kind of go around it. You do. Yes. So it was basically tracking out. All the way to the exit, but like the entire time you're using the throttle. I mean, you're off you, the throttle. Yeah. No, you're on the throttle, tracking all the way out, 
and the cart is is kind of losing it because you're going over all the bumps. You're trying to just hold on to the steering wheel so that you don't let the bumps over overcome what's going on through the front, you know, the front axle, the the front uh, spindles there. And like, it got to a point like towards the end of the race, I was like, I'm glad we didn't do the twenty, the twenty laps. It was because I was starting to lose it. It was yeah. starting to like my hands were getting tired, and my arms were getting tired. My lap times were suffering. I was doing like almost a second slower per lap at the end of the race because I was just suffering so yep. much from trying to hold on. And I'm sure the mental, you know, I'm not immune to the mental game that there is. I'm sure being, you know, having Martinato right behind me and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm totally guilty of doing, doing the, uh, you know, looking back, looking oh, back, looking back I was going to say that. So I was watching you. Yeah. And I, I know I do it a lot too, but um, you, you, do, you do it a lot. Of I well. know. I know it's bad. It's not because it, it's bad for... The main reason I think it's bad is because it breaks your concentration. Well, not, yeah. not because you're just bad because you're you're losing time. More yep. so because you are literally breaking yeah, your Yeah, you're not looking at where you're going anymore. Right. And then that's when, when you do that, that's when you lose focus. Because you're flying along at whatever the hell miles per hour. And yep. you turn around and then go back. You're just... Like, think about when you're texting and driving. You know, sure. They always say you miss X amount. It's a good reason you're not supposed to do that, too. Exactly. So, so in a, when you're in a race car and you turn and look, you just passed probably 50 feet. <laughs> Yeah, in between that it's time. possible. Absolutely possible. So, yeah, I mean, I still need to work on myself physically for that. You know, I need to do the neck exercises. I need to do whatever upper body exercises to be prepared for that. And I'm kind of concerned going into cart mania next time where it's most likely going to be half hour long races. But it's such an easy, but it's an easier track. It's an easier track. However, however, you do have the very long high speed corners. They are cambered, which is kind of nice. You know, it's it's more force into your seat rather than more force into the sides. Which which helps a bit, but it's it's still gonna be a lot to deal with. I and didn't know this, so wait, I know I'm jumping ahead. So the format for Cartmania is what? The race is thirty minutes? If it's gonna be like oh, any this other sounds glorious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's gonna be like uh other Cartmania experiences at Canaan, it is a half hour race. Oh. Or twenty five minutes. It depends okay. on what they decide. But it's still an an elongated race. It's time based, not laps, time based. Okay. And they might do the thing where they start at a Le Mans angle down the uh, the front stretch. So you'll get one minute to go, then you get 30 seconds to go while you're all like, you know, lined up yeah. all on the side. And then you'll get the green flag and you all take off. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. It's funny in the, in the four strokes because when you, when you get the green flag in a four stroke, it's like, right. <laughs> so it's not like the bull here at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway is what you're saying, where it's like, no. it helps you out, you know? No, that's not even a good sound for it. It's more like, because you're rubbing the clutch the whole way. <laughs> ah. But uh, I'm sure it'll be a little bit quicker in the two strokes. Um, hey, easy on the uh, yeah, easy on the four-stroke jokes. Still feels fast I know, to I'm me. Not, I'm not doing jokes. I'm just feels stating the, 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 the facts. I don't care what you drive to. It's like any of these carts, man, they're fast. Oh, yeah. Like stupid Well, I, for a good example <laughs> is... I've People seen a video. I've seen a video of a spec Miata, not a spec Miata, but a Miata, and I know Around Miatas. Canaan probably going. Yes, Miatas aren't the fastest cars out there, but they do handle like hell, and so Canaan's kind of a perfect track for them. I've seen a video of a Miata going around Canaan doing a 108 lap time. All right. Okay. And that's the full course. In the World Formula, you can also do a 108 lap time. <laughs> however, however, you have that little chicane that's added for the carts. So imagine what you could do. I, I haven't done a race at, at uh, Canaan where we didn't do the chicane, but it has happened. I think the carts, a, a World Formula cart will do a 106 if you don't take that chicane. I, this sounds like a cool Top Gear challenge. 
Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Same time. But it's just like, all right, put that in perspective. Now, now imagine shifter card out imagine the uh, the two strokes, the shifter carts. I'd blow it away. I bet you a shifter cart is the fastest thing around Kane and Motor Club there is. I don't of think course. there's probably anything no, that's been faster. There's no way. It's impossible. No. I don't care. Even even Rich's Tesla is not going to be quicker. No, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, you, you're, uh, all your batteries are going to be way too heavy <laughs> to corner. Um, <clears throat> hybrid carts. So yeah, just just to kind of wrap it up. In regards, I am I am a little concerned about myself, honestly, going into cart meeting and just seeing if I'll have the strength to. Uh, I mean, I gotta I gotta just not be lazy and do the do the workouts really. Um, but like you said, it's not as it's not as crazy as New Hampshire Motor Speedway with the bumps. And, no, and, do you want to know? It's funny when I was I forgot to mention during my race and it went away thankfully, but I hurt my ankle pretty good going through that turn. Remember really? when we were looking at your cart, you had those nice little foot stirrups for your feet, for your heel to push up against? Yes, yes, yes. So I don't have them in mine. And I went through that corner and just skipped along so hard that my left leg flailed out of the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but I call it a stirrup, but out of that break, little foot, foot well. lane, footwell, yeah. literally flopped out of it. And then I obviously like tried to throw it back in there as quick as I could. And on the way down, I banged it against, uh, you know, something pretty hard. And I just remember like, oh, like hurting. And I was like, mm. so I was like, you know, saw my girlfriend the next day and I'm hobbling. And she's like, what the <laughs> hell? What are you doing? I was like, oh, we had a go-kart race. She's like, hmm. no, she didn't really say that. But, you know, you do get that a little bit. <laughs> oh, but if yeah. I told her, oh, I was racing NASCAR, smashing Bud Lights. And all of a sudden, you know, now you're tough. <laughs> God forbid, because it's in a cart. <laughs> I chugged when I crushed yeah. it on my head and I jumped I in the car. I was attacking lemons or the 24 hours of lemons. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but hey, I had a good day. Second it place. It was an awesome day. That, that, that trophy is actually taller. The yeah, it's not. Charlie's cheating, putting his trophy on top of a sunglasses case. <laughs> but yeah, it was a uh, you know good day for both of us. Good day for both of the Formula Hooligan hosts at the racetrack for NHK Race 3. I can honestly say, yeah, this trophy... Is like the means the most to me out of anything I've ever won. That's cool. Genuinely mean that. That's very like, cool, man. I'm just stoked. Oh, awesome. Yes. This episode of the Formula Hooligan Podcast is brought to you by Newport Propane. Wait, wait. Now, Alex, does anyone even use propane anymore? Do you live under a rock, Charles? Well, I know you can grill with it. Uh-huh. But can you cook on the stove with it? Yes. Heat the house with it? Of course. Warm up the pool? Mm-hmm. Fuel my flamethrower so I can melt snow with it? All right, slow down, Charles. Well, what about when the lights go out? A propane generator will do you right. Okay, okay. So who would I talk to if I want propane in my house? Newport Propane, of course. They've been family-owned and operated for over 60 years now, so I'd say they know a thing or two about propane installation and delivery. Not to mention, they'll come out and give you a free estimate on any propane systems you're thinking about adding to your home. Sounds good to me. How do I get in touch with them? You can call them at 401-847-6878 or visit them online at newportpropane.com. That's 401-847-6878 or newportpropane.com. Newport Propane, proudly serving the Rhode Island area for over 60 years. All right, let's talk uh, Formula One. Yes, we've had three races three since races. the last time we did an episode. Let's go. I like starting backwards to forward for some reason. What As Tom Green mean? says, I'm the backwards man. I'm the back. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> let's just get get let's just get the Austrian Grand Prix out of the way. Yeah, it was boring as shit. I I, I like I the watched result, it like twice. But... Yeah, the results good. Um, the only thing takeaway is that. I don't even you correct me on this, but I guess now they're looking into Red Bull's power. What? Um, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Something, you know, something they've got the different modes and they're, you know, Mercedes called a party mode. Whatever Red yeah. Bull calls it is somehow it's being well from investigated. What I, from what I understand, they're not allowed to have engine modes anymore. It's basically whatever you use in qualifying, you stuck with. Yeah, 
from what so, I understand. I could be wrong. I, it was a bunch of bullshit. It's the same crap um, that happened a couple of years ago uh, yeah. with, um, was it Haas? Was Haas the ones that were under that investigation two years ago, remember? Well, I mean, Ferrari was the uh, the big deal two years ago. Well, with ago. the engine, yeah. Yeah, with the engine that was technically cheating, but the FIA was like, ah, just don't do it this year. That's the way it should be. <laughs> no. When you create, No, there's, yeah. there's a rule set. You should follow the rule set. You can, I think you can have the, fun with the gray areas, and we love when they oh, have fun with the gray areas. We, love it. As fans. Don't, don't do it in karting, or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell Mike immediately. Yeah, we'll tell on you, tisk tisk. <laughs> Um, Your cart will come out to flat tires and an <laughs> engine full of cement. You sound like the mafia. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, I don't want to say anything. But Send if, a yeah, little message. If you, if you do that again, you might end up with some uh, tax in your front tires. Just just saying, you know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, oh, but that's interesting. All right, so, yeah, the Austrian Grand Prix. But that's was, about it. There's nothing really to, there was nothing happening. Daniel Ricciardo having a crappy day was really concerning. He sucks. He doesn't, but he had, all right, let's go. If you want to go to this front to back shit, let's go back to the French GP, which was actually a really good race. That was an awesome race. It was yeah. an awesome race. Yeah. And Ricardo did great. Finished sixth behind Lando yeah. and actually passed a lot of people on track like he was the Ricardo of Red Bull. True. You know? Yeah, no, I mean, that was a great race. Um, I love that track despite all the haters out there. I know they, how many times, if I had a dollar every time. They mentioned, oh, I'm getting sick and dizzy. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Yeah, they it's like, are. It's not that <laughs> it's complicated. Repetitive. The track, this is what's weird, though. I feel like certain tracks just jive with people. For me, it has good flow. Where yeah. other parking lot tracks, uh, Circuit of Americas. Um, yeah, that's funny. You don't a, think that Circuit of Americas has good flow. Not terrible. Um, there's another one. I'm missing one. But um, nonetheless, I think that track's got awesome flow. I love it. You, really know, you know what's funny? So I've driven it in the Sims as well, this, yeah. the Sim racing games, and uh, I do like driving it. I do. I will admit to liking – I like to drive it in ACC. I like to drive mm-hmm. it in the F1 games. It actually is a good track to drive. I think the reason it's so – it's so uh, – you know, nobody looks forward to watching that race is just because it is visually not pleasing. It's just stupid to watch when it's like, you know, these guys could spin, have the worst accident in the world, and – Still collect themselves and keep going because it's just all asphalt on the outside of the track. It's Velcro, not, damn it! Now, well, yes, and not only is it just you know the asphalt, it's this multicolored like kaleidoscope color scheme going so on. Cool, it's so trippy. All right, fine. You're the only one to think this. I I think it's annoying, just like anybody else. I mean, I think if that track was wrapped in grass and not asphalt, yeah, I think we would have no problem with it. I f- you know? yeah, yeah, okay. And then add some walls, and you'd have Montreal. <laughs> Yeah, well, any city is. Yeah, you know what it is? Turn one. I love turn one there. That turn one, two. So let's just go back. I mean, think about it. So Max blows it right off the start. Yep. That was awesome. Lewis takes the lead. And I'm thinking this is already a great race. I love screw-ups in the very beginning. So they (laughs) trade places. And um, Max undercuts Lewis, remember? Um, Yeah. Lewis tries to put the hammer down and, and get things going and thought he'd come out ahead. And he didn't. He, no, I don't know if when he pulled out of pit lane, I think in, he needed to move over the second he crossed that light white line. He needed to move over. He didn't do that. I think he didn't. He underestimated where he was on the track. No, I don't. You don't think? No, I think he had. To, he was. He was still at the point where he had to remain inside that line by the time Max. Was yeah, I gotta admit him. it's. It's hard to see when, when they're coming tr- head on yeah. at the camera angle. Yeah, it's hard to That's see. That's the other thing too. Every track, it's like this track's a forty-five second pit stop. This one's twenty-two. Like that all plays into it. 
right? Mm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, where it's a bit of a long pit lane. But for, it, yeah, uh, it was long. So then it makes you wonder if that's why um, Mercedes tried the the one stop. Uh, I don't know. I think they were just trying to do something opposite of Red Bull, which has paid off in the past. All right, so it's, do it both it's drivers, so though? funny. It's so funny. We have to go back to Hungary of. This is where my thoughts start. Hungary of 2019, right? This is when Max Verstappen led the race and Hamilton was catching him. By the time he caught him, Hamilton goes into the pits, gets fresh tires, comes back out, and within the 20 laps that were left, passes him for the lead. If we go to, you know, and wins the race, wins the race that time. Now, come to this year, which race was it? It was the Spanish Grand Prix, I believe, where once again, Max Verstappen's in the lead. Hamilton catches him. Hamilton pits, gets fresh tires, and within the 20 laps that were left, passes him for the lead. Let's go ahead to the French GP now that we're talking about it. Red Bull pulls the same shit. You have... Yep. Was Hamilton in the lead at the time, or was Verstappen actually in the lead? When, when, when Verstappen came in for the last time. Mm, I no, wanted, no, no, no. Lewis was. All Lewis right, so, was out in front the whole time. I'm not sure, though, because... Yeah. Right, well, listen, I'm, I'm positive. Because when Lewis... No, no, wait. No, because no, you're right. he does you're the right. undercut. Right. Max stays out front, but I think Lewis... It, yeah, yeah. So it was Lewis and Valtteri were like both charging after Max and, and staying right with him for quite some time in the middle, yeah. in the middle of the race. Excuse you're me. right. So now Red Bull pulls that tactic where they come in when there's about 20 laps to go, come back out, and then Max comes up he takes his own teammate first, Perez, takes Valtteri, and then with two laps to go, takes Hamilton. So Red Bull learned. I don't know why they didn't do this in Spain where they covered off the pit stop that Hamilton did at that time. But they learned, and they did it this time where they were like, let's try this. Let's come in for a fresh set of tires that are going to be 20 laps younger than the rest of them. Or, you know, whatever the, the math logic is. And um, it worked. He comes back when Lewis's Hamilton tire, Lewis Hamilton's tires are dead. I mean, for real. I know Lewis Hamilton thinks within two laps of the race that his tires are dead, but they actually were. That's true. And Hamilton loses with two laps to go and gets the advantage. Now, it's it couldn't have been any better. I mean, it came no, down to the last it lap. came down to the two laps to go. You even had Checo, you know, challenging. Checo is so impressive because he didn't do that. He actually stayed with the one stop, and still managed. Still, he goes third. longer. Yeah, no, yes, yes, he did manage third. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Austria. But yes, he did manage third. He goes longer than Max, does the one stop, comes back out in fourth place, or in third place, I'm sorry, gets passed by Max eventually. But then catches up to Valtteri, who also did the one stop, and passes him no problem. Well, Valtteri was pissed. Yes, he, he let was. him by. And he also let Max yeah, I don't by. think he let he him was, He might have let yeah, Max he, by. Yeah. He might have let Max by, and I actually listened to another pissed, podcast. Right? Well, I mean, probably is like, go get him. Yeah, exactly. Think about where his head is. He's like, well, if Lewis keeps doing well, I don't look so good. So what if I have this other guy come around and try to pass him for me? (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) You know, and bring him and bring him down a bit. Um, Yeah. Botas has not been a good as good of a teammate this season. uh, No, I think he's 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 starting to look a little bit like Vettel. Not not early signs of he's got more rage than Vettel, which is interesting. True. Um, Maybe he's going to turn into Darth Vader out there. He's I think he's very much aware. I don't know. I hate to say this because it puts it, it makes it like he's already given up. But I think he's, he's aware that he's out of the running. He could be out of well, not only out of the running, but also out of, out a, of a job seat? next year. 
Yeah, but who who would move over there? I mean, Russell, I guess George Russell. It has to be. It has that, to be George I mean, Russell. And I'm I'm not saying that because I know something or you know that that's what's been announced or anything. I'm just saying that that's the way it should be. Russell needs to inherit the second seat at Mercedes. I just think that Formula One is such a mental sport. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'm bitching about I can't handle ten laps in a go kart. Yeah. I can imagine what these guys. It's true. Because you with. really think about it, it's it's all a snowball effect. Um yep. Yeah, it's crazy. But I couldn't agree more with Checo. He's the new. He's the one you root for, in my opinion, out there. He is doing. He is finally breaking the the inconsistent. Well, not inconsistency, but just the the disappointment mold that the second driver has been at Red Bull for the yeah. last three seasons, where the guy comes in. He can't do shit. And it's like, oh, you know, it's it's so funny with Pierre and with Alex Albon how Red Bull was like, oh, we're just waiting for him to get used to it. Oh, you know, we still believe in him. And like, no, no. But finally, finally, a Sergio Perez comes around who has 10 years experience in the sport, probably more at this point. And not only has he been a great teammate to Max Verstappen, who is clearly going to be the favorite in the team. It's not like he, Checo's going to come in first year and be the favorite. No. But has already won a race this year you know which a crazy one at that a crazy one at that so let's now step back to the most uh that was also a crazy race if you love crashes so all you nascar (laughs) fans this was the one it was a crazy qualifying and practice if you like crashes um so many guys kept losing it in turn 15 remember turn 15 so many guys just kept nosing it and sidewalling it into that yeah yep yep um well it's that's that's baku you're talking about right correct yeah yep um typical that's kind of what happens those streets yeah but it was it was to a bit of an extreme especially i mean it was guy well well, that was the the week they were having all the tire problems yes but no tire problems had arisen during the practice and qualifying but it does make you wonder was it only the hards that were having those tire degradation issues well i mean it's funny because you wouldn't think the hardest tire would have problems that would to last right and here's the thing so yes we have the first guy to have it happened to is Lance Stroll. Lance Stroll in the race. Yeah, I think he was running a decent a decent position too. Yeah, like seventh He's, or something. He comes out of the last two corners there. And if you watch the video, you can see a point where all of a sudden his, his wheel is cocked forty five degrees because the tire went. Spins into the wall. It's a big Scary. accident. Could have killed somebody really one of the I mean especially Max's <sighs> crash. Yeah, Max's crash was time a, for them to step up to get a real tire manufacturer. I mean Prellies are shit. <laughs> Sorry. I I mean it's so you know it's funny. I've heard the bitching of Pirelli in Formula One, but I'm a, I was a NASCAR fan first, dude, and I heard plenty of bitching about the good years in NASCAR. And it's like, I I think I've even heard some bitching about Firestone in in IndyCar, and it's like it's it must be difficult to make a race tire because here's the thing. Yeah, I'm any sure. I'm sure any top tier manufacturer can make a tire that will last forever. But that's not what motorsport is about, and that's not the goal with a motorsport right. tire. They purposely design them to fail. Correct. Basically. Well, you, prematurely they, wear to wear. They they design them to degrade to cause strategy during the race because it'd be no fun if you get a super grippy tire that just lasts the whole race and there's no tire or pit strategy. I mean, imagine that. If I mean, yeah, they kind of do do that in a sense with the hardest tires anyway. If there was no rule that you had to switch to a different tire, they might try races just on not on that the race, one tire clearly yeah not that one race yeah um but it's more so correct me if i'm wrong it wasn't so much about how many laps it was temperature wasn't it they the temperature got too hot and that's what i caused never them to fail? i, I never was, read anything about so what maybe the, the pressures were 
too high or something? I don't, I don't know. I never I never read anything about what the cause was for the accidents. Pirelli initially was like, oh, it wasn't our fault. That's right. That that <laughs> statement they released was hilarious. Yeah. Well, we did we that. We did that. We, why would Pirelli investigate their own problem, first of all? Well, because you don't want that to happen week to week. No, but Pirelli shouldn't be up. investigating it. It should be an outside party. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, they eventually did come up with a reason, and to you know, at the moment, it's it's escaped me as to what it was. But uh, so it happens to stroll first, and, and nobody cared. But <laughs> I'm sure some people did. And then Montreal cared. It happens to. Uh, it broke my heart so much, dude. It was like six, five or six laps to go. He would have won the race. He would have won the race. He was out ahead. Absolutely, and he comes across the start finish straight, and the same thing happened. It's a rear tire. The hard compound on the blows. Low. Yeah, on the fastest part of the track. And kind of the crazy thing was is like it happens. It's pretty violent. He stops. He's fine though. And we didn't. You get the yellow flags. You know the waving yellows for the for the sector for the corner, the straight, whatever it might be. But it was obviously a safety car incident. They didn't call a safety car for what I would think was like a good thirty seconds, which means. So going back to what we we're talking about with carding, where like you go through a yellow flag situation, it's like, well, what the guy? What is the guy ahead of me gonna do? When he's going through this yellow flag, is he going to keep just speeding away? Is he going to actually slow down? And the same thing exactly was happening where um, plenty Although, of guys... wait. In Formula One, don't they... You have to maintain a gap? So, like, no. what? They no, don't no, 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 compute... No. They don't electronically keep track of Only that? under virtual safety car and safety car situations, but not through okay. waving yellow flags. Waving the yellow flags, you just have to show that you've slowed down at all, which means you have to show that you've slowed down a tenth. Let's just you know say I mean? then, hypothetically, another tire blew at the same spot yep. and hit Max over there. Oh, that would have been bad. A lot of people have been talking about what if his tire blew and he turned the other direction. Pit entry was the other direction. Ooh, hit the corner or something? Yeah, that would have been very bad. Very, very so bad. So basically, that would have been his uh, his right rear that blew. That would have blown his sure. in there, probably. Well, no, I think it was... Uh, was it the left rear that blew? I don't remember at the moment. It was a rear tire, but I don't remember which side. Yeah, I think it was left rear because there's that picture of him kicking the left rear tire. Yeah, I think that's what it was. It's interesting though because you always think about like yourself on the highway. You know, you figure if your back tires go, you at least maintain steering. How come these guys spun their thing, spun them around immediately? Because there's no rear grip anymore. True, but I'm still saying you would think. I mean, I guess it's because the, the the right whatever tire is still intact was spinning so fast that it just pulled, like similarly to what happened. I mean, and, uh, Imola, remember when they went off, the, when he skidded off into the, into the, oh yeah, 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 last year. Yep, yeah, George Russell. Thing. Oh, what are you thinking of? I'm thinking of uh, Max Verstappen at Imola. No, I was year. thinking George Russell, when he put two tires in the grass, it caused the car just to, one tire oh, spinning oh, faster than the correct, other. Correct, correct. So it's kind of the same situation if you have one blow out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if, I don't know how an F1 differential This happened to works. you on the highway too, didn't it? You said someone had a blowout. <laughs> yes. <and laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe I'll mention that later. probably had but, Pirelli uh, tires. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. If ever. Um, so it happens to Max. It's a heartbreak. But then basically it's set up for a two-lap race. Oh, yeah. How could I? I almost that, forgot about the, the finale. And they did it with a... Uh, Fireworks at the end. They did a standing start, which was wicked. You know, I prefer that over a safety car start, you know. Love and uh, it was kind of funny because... You know, given the conditions of what happened, it could have been it was a safety car, but then it turned into a red flag. It could have stayed a safety car. However, uh, there is the radio message you heard from Red Bull to Michael Massey of the FIA saying like, hey, we had zero, zero warning 
that that blowout was going to happen. Right. It might be fair to bring the red flag up to let the other teams change out of the hard tire and put on fresher tires because it might happen again, which is fair enough. And I, I like safety that call. Issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's definitely a safety issue. So I, I, I applaud them for bringing that up and allowing every other team to change to fresher tires so that we didn't have that happen again. Because, I mean, So wait, yeah. everyone must have been on reds at that point, right? No, 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 no. Why no. not? It's only two laps. Nobody's on reds at the end of the race, dude. No, 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 but you just said you could pull in for new tires. Oh, you know what? I see what you're saying. Maybe, maybe not. It depends on how many tires, how many soft compound tires they brought for the weekend. Sure. Um, and I doubt many of them bring a lot of soft compound tires because you expect. I mean, I, I should know this, no. but I imagine the softs are going to launch much better on the start. Oh, they will. The softer tires altogether, yeah. Yeah, they'll be able to, they'll be heated up. They'll be, you know. Stickier. They'll be stickier. They'll have a higher temperature already because, you know, the softer they are, the higher the temperature can be. Or the higher, the easier the temperature comes into the tire. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who was on soft for the, for the uh, last restart. But the craziest thing about that last restart is that you have Hamilton in first, Checo Perez in second. They get the, the lights go out. And initially, um, I forget if Checo crowded Hamilton, bless you, or if Hamilton, uh, you know, kind of crouched into um, Checo. Regardless, they both get pretty close to each other side by side, but then they come to the braking zone. They both kind of split. Hamilton, I believe Hamilton covered off Checo because he was in the dirty line, and Hamilton locks up both front tires and just goes straight. Amazing he didn't take out anybody. I know. I mean, he was the first guy in line, so it makes sense. But, like, he goes straight, and everybody else turns left to the rest of the race. And the entire Formula One world is probably just like, holy shit! Him I mean, and did... Max are friends. He's like, all right, your race is over. I'll can it, too. Well, that was the big thing. So Max Verstappen, the champi- the championship leader, is out of the race. It, it looks like it's just going to hand the lead back to Hamilton. And then Hamilton brings himself back to, like, 16th place with that mistake. All of a sudden, neither of them are scoring points. You know what I mean? Weird. Yeah. So if Max had won that the way he should have, we'd be looking at a different situation now. I think I don't know where the standings would lie, but it'd be a lot closer. It'd be a lot closer, and I think even with the last two races, Max still wouldn't be in the lead. I think it would probably be tied. Or well, they'd be even for wins. They would be four, three and three, four. And well, four they were already like three and three, and then if if Hamilton won that, it would have been four and three. Right. And then. Actually, I think it would have. I think uh, Verstappen has two wins on Hamilton right now. I think it's five and three because they were three. And I looked. Three. It's four and three. It I, is four I just and three. Looked, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, but yeah. So and seven, that seven, six, manufacturer wise, seven for Red Bull, six for Mercedes. Does that make sense? No, I don't know what you mean by seven, seven, six. I don't either. Uh, regardless. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's seven. Oh, I'm sorry. There's only been like seven races, all right? Seven huh. or eight races. So, yeah, it's five, three wins for Red, five for Red Bull, that three for sense. Mercedes. Yep. yep. Drivers, Max has four wins, three wins to Lewis. Gotcha. Uh, Perez, Checo is in third points. Yeah. Yeah, not in like sixth or fourth? seventh. Not Lando. Botas. Lando. Again. Lando. Lando Norris yep. is like... He's the guy that like we all love, but no one we never no one ever talks about him. I feel like not too much, no. He just kind of is under the radar. He is, but he's doing it right. He's he absolutely is. doing it he's right. He's great. He is fantastic. I he's kind of proven himself against Ricardo, man. 
I, I still don't think Ricardo's done. I think no, he's, but he's I got, don't like the fact that he seems to complain every card he's in. Oh, it just don't fit my driving style, man. Uh, well, I haven't uh, heard that so much as I've uh, heard that he he blames himself for not adapting to it. But that's the same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not like he's like, oh, this car is junk. It doesn't fit my style. He's more like, I need to, kind of like I need to adapt to a two-stroke better. Yeah, but if you're, if you're, if you still got it, you should be able to adapt. I, I know it is kind of. I don't know, man. No, it's. I mean, I still love him. I still love him too. He's a I, funny guy, and I still wear his number on my sim rig over yeah. there. Yeah, you got the yeah, you got the number wheel, three. the wheelbase with know. the uh, his sure, helmet design from last year. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, he's number three. Yep. He's, he's still. Uh, but uh, yeah, Lando's the new kind of like. He's almost replaced Charles Leclerc. What do you mean? I, I mean just that it was Lewis, Max, Charles Leclerc. Now, this yeah, year, yeah, this I would year say, it's it's uh, Max and Lewis. Yeah, and then Lando. I would say in 2018, sorry, sorry, 2019 is when that that order made sense because that's when Leclerc was kicking ass. He won against, Monza and all that. Yes, he won Monza. Um, and then you couldn't really see much of that in 2020 just because the Ferrari was a garbage car. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah, it would be nice to see Ferrari. It would be nice to see a three-manufacturer race. Yeah, like, I mean, one. I haven't. Right now, at least we're getting two. It's better than usual. It is. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's not like Mercedes is the clear winner and they're going to just give a few races to Red Bull. That's kind of what it's been the last like few years. I almost feel like Mercedes is tired of it. No, they can't be tired of it. No, when I say tired of it, I mean... Um, it's just natural. When you're not as hungry for something, you pull back a little bit. Red I Bull's hungry. I, I'm. They're gonna win it this year. I don't. I don't think you don't it's. Think a, they will. You still. Well, think? Right, no, no, no. We need to make. Let me. Let me back up to more of your thoughts here. As far as who's hungry for it, I don't think it's it's either team losing hunger. I think it's. I think it's Red Bull just finally figuring out what to do with these V6 turp. V6 turbo engines. That's Honda, actually. Yeah. But also finally catching up to what Mercedes has been doing because whatever Mercedes has been doing for the last seven, eight years since 2014 has been phenomenal. And it's crazy how they went from two chassis, uh, two different variants of chassis, and have still done as well as they have. Mm. I think they're finally catching on to what they're doing. And it might have been, I, if I were to guess Mercedes has a fault, it's probably just complacency. That's what just I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're we're you know we do this every year. We're doing great. We'll just keep doing more of the same, and yet maybe Red Bull is doing more of what they're doing, but also something a little bit different because they're yeah. obviously quicker. And it, it like I said, it's a bit of a Honda thing too. Honda finally has their motor into. I mean, it wasn't that the Red Bull had the best chassis this weekend. You know, it's debatable whether or not they did, but there was plenty of times where Lewis was saying like, God, these guys are so quick on the straights and not even just for this race, but for, for uh, right. the French GP as well. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think Red Bull finally has a super strong, if not the strongest motor on the grid and it's matching up with the brilliance of their chassis that they usually have, but they just haven't been able to show it because they have a subpar motor. Yeah. And they got you know? a bull up front max. Him you got, his- yeah, you, What's great about this year is not only do we have two different manufacturers going for the championship in, in two different cars. It's pretty cool. But I do think it is legitimately the two best drivers in Formula One right now that are going for the championship. It's not bullshit. You know, it's not like... Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Right. I, I cannot... It's going to be have, an exciting... You have Lewis Hamilton. You have Max Verstappen. They are basically equal with each other. Maybe you could argue Lewis is better because of just his, his resume. 
but I cannot think of any driver, any other other 18 drivers that are better than those two. I cannot. You can say Lando's very strong. You can say Russell has proved himself in the Mercedes previously. You can say Ricardo with a good car has proved himself to be very good. But I really don't think any of them are better than a Max Verstappen or a Lewis Hamilton. No, no. And uh, I was just thinking, Coda's going to be pretty exciting. You know, the race will mean something. It might. It's still, you know, what's funny. This season is so long. We're not even halfway through. It's a long season it this is. year. Twenty three races, and they're sticking with that. It's a lot. It's a lot. So who knows? You got to make that money, man. The, each manufacturer spends what a hundred million. You got to make it back. I think the cost cap thing is one twenty five million. <laughs> still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for two goddamn. Re- so I mean, it's like, like uh, the money we spend cars, on but... karting is is literally a rounding error for them. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't do that five thousand dollars. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those lug nuts I told you to buy, Marty? Yeah. Yeah, I like, bet you know you... the lug nuts from a Formula One car probably cost ten grand, I bet. I don't know about that. I know the wheel is like it's a five figure number. The actual You know what's funny wheel. though? Oh, that the one yeah. that uh, I saw Max throw when he was so pissed. It's he... so funny they do that. Yeah. But again, what's ten thousand dollars to twenty five million? Not the steering wheel, but the wheels. Yep. I remember looking at buying one for a coffee table, a real one, used. You can get them. They weren't that expensive. Well, what were they? I want to say like thousand bucks, maybe eight hundred bucks. That's still a lot of money for a goddamn wheel. Yeah, but dude, you can buy streetcar Used. wheels. Yeah, like that costs more than that easily. What really? Yeah. Oh yeah, you get a forged alloy or a carbon fiber wheel. One wheel would be more than yeah. the grand. Really? Yeah. Ah. Why? Yeah. Uh well, I'll give you an example. The the new Mustang has carbon fiber wheels. They're like twenty four hundred bucks a piece. Oh my carbon fiber it's crazy yeah i mean the technology now and then there's forged wheels that are expensive you know you even look at the ones from the factory they're at least 1400 bucks now usually it's, oh my god it's insane man that's because uh, well, the problem is they're making them so big to fit over true. the giant brakes and the only way to make them light is to make them super expensive and all this crap mm. um yeah bbs is one of those manufacturers that has them we're getting off topic. We are um, getting off topic a little bit. Well, here. the next stop is uh, they're um, well, they're back in Austria. They're, yeah, there's is not the next stop. They're basically staying right. where they are. Yeah, I which has got to be great for them. You of know, course, just to be like, so I I hate like packing up my cart and driving two hours home. I can't imagine what it's like to pack up a whole Formula One program and yeah, I don't fly know. it back to base. Yeah. So it's got to be great when they're like, ah, just throw it in the trailer. We'll be back next week. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to Austria. I don't know. Maybe they're bored out of their mind. What do you think they're doing out there? Tipping cows? <laughs> you know? I don't know. The Red Bull guys are probably having fun. It's their home track. They're probably like flying well, helicopters. See, like, their home track doesn't really mean anything. Like Max isn't from there. Like, no, no. But the owner and the guy. Well, maybe they worship them. You think they like, there's probably like a cult. I feel like Red Bull and like well, Monster. Well, look at the one stand in, at Austria that's all orange. There's a Max Verstappen cult right. that basically follows him. Like they probably worship him when he when he like just the ground he walks on. I could just picture them like dusting the ground <laughs> as he walks. I don't think so. Get the red carpet out. I, maybe fans would think like that, but not like the actual organizers know. and shit. Um, but yeah, it must be great for them to just leave all the trailers oh, and shit there. Although, although I do wonder because if you ever watched any of the videos of what happens to the Formula One cars between races. You ever seen any of them videos? No, what do you mean? I saw like, a video of a Red Bull. Red Bull are the ones that put out these videos. What happens to a nose cone in between races? They take the cone off, right? They put it under like, they they paint it with this. Uh, Why? With this black light. It's it's stuff that shows up under black light, right? And they'll they'll like paint it onto the nose cone. They'll put it under black light, and that will reveal cracks in the nose cone. Oh. 
they'll find the cracks. They take all the paint off, by the way. All the paint, all the regular paint comes off when they do this. They'll fix the cracks that need to be fixed. They'll repaint the nose cone and do all sorts of polishing and shit to it. There's even more steps that I'm not even thinking yeah, of. Because it'll affect the arrow. Correct. And there's probably more steps that they don't even show because they don't want to show everything just to get that nose cone back on the car for the next week. So I do wonder if they do really just throw it in the trailer, close it. I doubt it. They probably take all those parts, do what necessary maintenance needs to be done, either at the track or back at the factory like it's supposed to be done. So and then put it back on the car. Let's take a step further. I've always wondered, you know, you see Guy Bennett, the car is smashed up. Yeah. I wonder what does it take to total a Formula One car or do they fix it? That's a good question because... So, like, yeah, look at Max's car. Yeah. Baku. Yeah, yep. Was that totaled? Tough to say. It's tough to say. I bet you... I don't even know if they had to change the gearbox for the next race for that. That would be a talking point if it did because... I mean, I would love to know that. I mean, it seems like... I mean, they don't bin it often, but it does happen. Yeah. Especially if mass bin and those guys... I do wonder what it takes to where they just start... They're just like, all right, there's the other car. Take that one. This one's junk. We're going to salvage what we can out of it and make another car. I don't know how – like for NASCAR, right, when I when I used to be a NASCAR fan – those are some weird words, huh? <laughs> when I used to be a NASCAR fan uh, – you, know, you used I, to sleep with your cousin, you mean? No, 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 no. no stop it. Um, yeah, I would know how the, the cars would work. They would have like a dozen cars per driver per year. And they would change them out based on the track and the setup, you know, restrictor plate car, the short course car, the road course car, but then also duplicates for those because you never know what's going to happen, backup cars and whatnot. So I don't know how it works in Formula One. Yeah. I think there are, you know, it's probably more like there's probably like three or four cars per driver Aren't you for the limited year. to how many engines you can have? Correct. So the engines and the gearboxes, as far as I know, are limited to how many you can use for but a season. not if you're in an accident. That doesn't count, right? It's only for like if you have a. I'm pretty sure accidents still do count. Really? Yeah, yeah. So if you, because it's your, I mean, it's not always your fault, but it is something that you could have avoided. Hmm. You know, it's not like because there would be teams that would get around that. Think about it. If you had, let's say, you're one of the back running teams where you're never really scoring points, maybe you're just digging for them. Wouldn't it be advantageous for you? Let's say that you've listen to what I'm going to say. Let's say that you let's say an Alfa Romeo and a Williams. Let's say they've both scored a point this year, right? And Alfa Romeo is at just about the end of the life of the gearbox in the car, right? And it's already too many gearboxes for the year. They'll have to take a grid place penalty when they change out the gearbox. If they were gifted a free gearbox when they wrecked the car. Wouldn't the strategy be, hey, pretend to lose it, wreck it into the wall, and then next week we won't have to lose the grid places? What's well, kind of like what happens already you know? in qualifying, you know, like the way they fake right. the uh, spin. They fake a spin, they cause a red the... flag, and it's not enough time for people yeah. to go out. <clears throat> it's the gray area, man. That's how you win. But it doesn't happen like that. I'm pretty sure grid, you know, gearboxes, engines, right. if you have to change them for whatever reason it may be, crashes or not, you have to deal with the penalty. If you'd... You're allowed so many. You know what I mean? I think you're allowed three engines and two gearboxes. It's not a lot. So once you cross over the two or the three threshold, that's when you start getting penalties. But, I mean, let's say you wreck it in the first race. All of a sudden, you're on your second gearbox. I mean, you're going to get penalized at some point during the during the season. There's no way to avoid it, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it is, no matter what happens, you have to just deal with the regulations. But as far as cars go, I think... 
I think all cha- chassis, wings, all that shit, it, it's fair game. It's however many you can afford to build for the year. Change them out as much as you want. I could be totally wrong. I mean, if anyone you want to write into, uh, I haven't really pressed this since we've done it, but we do have an email now. It is formulahooligan at gmail.com. I'm sh- pretty sure. Where's my phone? That's I could check cool. that for real. I didn't even know this. I think I, I, I made an announcement on Facebook. I don't even know where my phone is. I checked. It might be Formula Hooligan or it might be Formula Hooligan Podcast at gmail.com. But you can write into us and write us comments, write us corrections, bitch about what we do if you want to. You can write anonymously and write say an, uh, I really yeah. mean stuff. or uh, Yeah, create know. create a fake Gmail and write into us saying that how much you hate the show. Well, We might uh, read it on the, uh, the show. And actually, we did get one. We've had well, one person write in so far. One person, which we'll come back to after we finish this discussion. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it's fair game. You can build however many cars that, that you can afford for the year and change them out as you want. It's just the engines and the gearbox. That you're restricted for how many you can have for the year. I was ready to move on to the next. I was going to say, uh, hopefully next time, maybe we'll uh, we'll do a podcast at uh, Cartmania. Yes. That's the goal. That's the goal. I was no going to keep it a bit of a secret, but you've blown it away. So if you are going to Cartmania in two weeks' time, uh, probably about a week and a half by the time this comes out, we are going to try to do an episode at the track so long as the NHK is okay with it and Kanan won't give a shit about it. I don't think they would. And uh, if you're staying on the Saturday night, there's going to be a party. There's going to be food. It should be a good time. We'll try to set us set ourselves up and do a live podcast. Maybe we'll get a third microphone in there. We'll have oh, we people have come to. on. Yeah, we're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, it's, there's, there's going to be like five, ten of you standing around our little tent while we're doing it anyway. I mean, yeah, we might, we'll have, put might the, as well have you guys on. We'll put like change my mind uh, sign there. <laughs> Formula Hooligan. It'll be good. Bring your glow sticks. Bring I like the half track better than the full track. Change my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I uh, that's 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 true for the four strokes. I have yet to experience the full track in a two stroke. We'll see how that. I think that'd be awesome. I, why not? I'll More be. Power. I'll probably be touching ninety miles an hour. That's just crazy. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. So the one question we did get from our uh, email so far. Is she was hot? From, no, oh. sorry. Um, yeah, sexy singles looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? It was uh, another sexy single, however, uh, not of the female type. Shay Stanley. Ah. The guy who bought My World. You see, you see that cart right there? He bought that one right there. It's not red and it doesn't say Newport Propane anymore. But uh, he bought that go-kart from me and is now racing it in the World Formula Series this year. He's a rookie to the series. And uh, his question to us was, how do you get out of a go-kart without looking like an idiot. Yeah, I guess he struggles to get out of a go-kart without, you know, stumbling or whatever mm-hmm. or looking bad. And I've thought about this okay. and I kind of paid attention to how I do it because I don't know, I've done it like 50, 100 times now. I don't even know how I do it, but I paid attention this week. And basically what I do is you can use the seat. You can stand in the seat to get yourself out. So what I do more or less is I kind of like I put one foot on the ground and I will use the wheel to kind of help me up. But then my left foot, the second foot to come up off of the uh, floor tray there, I'll put it into the seat. And then I'm standing up. I'm standing up on the ground within the seat. And then you just step off the seat. You're good. Yeah. So, you know, my answer to that is when you're on the scales, picture yep. that. You know, you just kind of got one foot uh, on the ground. or not on the ground, <laughs> unless you're cheating. Uh, one on the seat and one on uh, maybe the frame a little bit. You know, for weighing in, yes. But he's the only talking thing about... I can say is, yeah, when you're getting out, what I do every now and then, and I you know, you don't want to do that, is don't bump that the cable for the throttle and the brake too hard because you could 
mess it up. Oh, yeah. You don't want to step on any of your cables. You don't want right. to step on a throttle or brake cable. So that's my only yeah. thing. I don't really care how I look. Just is, get uh, is Ismar here yet? Has he walked through the door yet? I don't know. I've been hearing noises this whole podcast. I think I'm hearing ghosts. Hang on a sec. Ismar! Hello? No, I don't think he's here yet. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to have him come up and be like, hey, what do you think? You know, I, what, I just what? pulled myself up like this and then feet on the seat. Oh, interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah. Really? I don't yeah. think I can do that with the angle my seat's at. I've I got to fix that, by the way. Seat. I didn't think I would like it. Um, it's it's very unnatural, like the way it feels just sitting there. But believe it or not, when you're driving, it feels great. Mm. So my seat is a different style. I'm way reclined. Way reclined, yeah. Yep. And it's I'm kind of driving like this, which I don't like. I'm more likely yeah. to be up here, but yeah, for yeah. whatever reason, it works. I gotta say, so you know, I I, like being I raced low like that too. I feel like my center of gravity, you know, because I don't have to do this. I used to always like. Hunch duck, over. Hunch over to get <laughs> yeah. like less arrow drag now. Yeah, yeah. Like, friggin', you know, like that. It's great. I got to say, I, you know, I raced my new go-kart for the first time this weekend. And uh, brilliant. You know, things pretty cool. Oversteers quite a bit, but I just got to do some uh, setup things to fix that. I mean, I finished second. Finished second in its first race. It, it's a pretty good kart. Looks like third um, there, kid. But still, no. It... Hang on. Look. All right. See? See how that, that's the bases right there for those on camera. Ah. <sighs> All right. All right. Um, Regardless. All right. So the one thing that I'm still struggling with is the comfort of it. The seat that's in it is basic. It's actually uh, Rick Brown's old backup seat. I had to buy it in the first race because I tore a hole through the original seat. But uh, my old cart, this cart right here, had a Jekko seat in it. And Jekkos are pretty cool. A lot of support on your sides, which I really appreciate. I think I'm going to really appreciate it for two-stroke racing because, you know, you get chucked around. So... Yeah, it's still one of the things I'm struggling with as far as like comfort goes. And the only thing I didn't try to fix it because Rick's backup seat that I'm using right now already is full of holes. I don't want to drill new holes. It's already going to be, you know, every hole you drill is taken away from the integrity of the seat. So I don't want to deal with that. So uh, I think I'm going to go when I get the chance to Apex Carding and get myself another brand new Jekko seat and try to. What's funny is when I raced Ray Leonard's cart in New Hampshire at the rain race. Um, Ray's cart is set up for a tall guy, but it was funny because I used the holes that were already in Rick's backup seat to, to put myself in there and it put me kind of close to the steering column, but I liked it. You know what I mean? I was close to the steering column. It is is better for, um, and even though the pedals are far out because it was an extended porch because he's a tall guy, this cart, it worked. It was pretty cool. Now I don't get the advantage with my own go-kart having the extended porch where I can like put my whole body forward and not have to worry about crunching over. But I'm sure I can still do adjustments to the feet, you know, with with where my feet end up and shit like that. And yeah, once so, I, once I get a brand new Jekko, once I get myself a little bit more forward in the, in the seat where I actually want it to be, I think I'll my comfort and men, physicality. How much do you think though comes down to comfort and also weight distribution? Like, weight distribution's a thing too. It's got to that, matter. That's one thing I, mean, I got to worry right? about. Yeah. I mean, think about it. If like yep. so, the way mine's situated now, I feel like I have a lot of my weight. Well, it's kind of weird. Hey! Oh, come, come, hey. come, come here! Come here! Come here! Most of my weight's in the back, which in a cart usually you're always trying to crank yourself to the front. Yep. But I like it the way it is. No, I, I like hey, to be up front too. Hey, what's happening? Hey, visiting the podcast. Yeah, come, come on, here. Join come in. In. sit down, sit down, sit down. Yeah, yeah. Visit. There's nothing official yeah, about this shit. We don't have to announce our guests, but we'll do it right yeah. now. Oh boy. Uh, bring it on to this the show. This is looking. Ismar Hernandez. Hey! hey. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Joining us late here. We're actually we're running the show a little bit late. We we're supposed to go out and have fun by now, but ah, whatever. Um, we're talking about uh, seat positioning and where you want to be in the cart. Oh, okay. I've been talking about how my seat is not perfect because it's a backup seat with holes, and I I want to go buy a brand new seat. He likes. He's agreeing with me. He likes to be up front as well. Even I mean, though I'm not right now. You're not right I'm, now. I'm driving from the back seat. Right. Working for me so far. Yeah, so. I mean, so like, what do you, what do you think of, uh, how, do, how do you like to be up close to the seat or do you like to be farther away? What do you think? Farther away. Farther I like away. to be farther away. Yeah, because I feel like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I feel like my position, well, I'm a short person, so, you know. Well, so wait, I would, I would think being a short person, you would want to be more up front because now you're closer. Right. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you're, <laughs> so what is it? Do you want to be up front or do you want to be far away? Front. 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 No, okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're all in agreement that we like to be up front. I mean, you're you're not reaching out like this. You're more close in. It makes sense. Um. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping to accomplish if I get the chance to go buy a new seat. Are either of you guys going to Brad's event? There is an actual kart racing event before Kart Mania. I won't have. I Did won't, he? Okay. I know I won't have the funds for that. You're not gonna have the funds for that. It's uh, it's not this weekend, but it's it's next weekend. So a week from now. So it's a week before Cartmania. Correct. Yep. There's I, a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot going on this, and then there's another double header race in the end of July. End of yeah. End of July or end of August? No, it's another double header. Yeah, it's a it's Holy a shit. Saturday Sunday, but they're two separate races. At Canaan. Whoa. It's it's race four and five, or no? Because it'll be five and six at that point. Yeah. 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 So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm going to be broke. Well, that, right, we so won't have a place to do the podcast from. I'm going to get know. evicted. Yeah. So that that's one of my cons- so Brad's event. I do Power's going to run out. It is very tempting to go and I do want to see how just like a non NHKA event goes. Like, I don't know how how I mean, you think he's going to follow the same format. Is it at X1 Outdoors? No, it's at Canon. I know, I'm joking. It's if at Canon. One advantage, we were talking about how the guys in Austria can just leave their trailers where they are for the week because they're coming back. You can do the same at Canaan. I mean, you don't have to worry about it because you don't transport shit. Whoop-dee-doo. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you go to Brad's event this weekend, from what I understand, you can leave your, your cart and trailer at the track the whole week and just come back to it when it comes to Cart Mania. It's uh-huh. kind of neat. I, you know, my, Good to know. I'm going to hire a bunch of guys to... Uh... Bunch of spare truckers steal all these co-carts. <laughs> so my attendance is questionable because yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of money for the month. But I also have other things going on. That yeah, I, I mean it's summertime. Life. There's other stuff to do. When are you going to play I some might, music? Uh, what the f- I might be buying a house soon. Oh shit! All right. Yeah. So I, I kind of need the time to actually look at houses and whatnot. I don't know. Yeah. Good luck with that, man. I was looking. I Prices are I like. Psh- I know, but I've been saving for a while. I have the money to do it. Rates hey, are low, you know. Insurance yeah, rates, rates are low. Just rates, but, yeah, uh, just buy right, and you'll be good. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it's it's nothing specific yet. I got pre-approved oh, okay. for prices and whatnot, so it's just I need to put in the effort to actually go look at stuff, right. like actually go. That's cool. And look at stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna have you guys. We're gonna have two two places to uh, crash at now. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking in this area, man. Nice, because that's where the prices make the most sense. Back in Newport, Middletown, where I live right now, it doesn't make any sense. Any house? Let me know what you see. Yeah, you know what we should do? We should go. We'll move in together at the uh, new development over there. (laughs) Not together, like in the same unit, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah, I need to spend 
my time and, and money doing other things. And I, I think that's why I probably will not attend Brad's event. I do wish him the best of luck with the event. I think it should be fun. And I hope that, you know, those who do go have a great time and you get the advantage of leaving your shit there for the week, which is pretty cool. You know, so yeah. Brad's event, if you can still sign up, I don't even know. I don't even know what the cutoff was to sign up for it is maybe still open. Go ahead and sign up by the time this comes out. Maybe it still will be open to sign up. I'm not sure. But the uh, week after that will be Cartmania, which you're questionable. Uh, my only questionableness is just money. Yes. It's just money. Yeah. I mean, whatever. You can't die. You can't. Whatever. <laughs> it's time to go drink more. Yeah. Uh, Ismar, do you think you'll be going? No, I don't think so. Oh, what do you mean? I got to pay you for the tickets. The uh, oh, I mean that is true. I so, still got to pay you for that too. We recently, yeah. well, I recently <laughs> purchased uh, about seven thousand dollars worth of the, tickets. I know, I know. The Hooligan Crew has confirmed that we are going to Austin this year. We just bought the tickets. Yep. Unfortunately, because you would think we're five, six months out from the race, you'd be plenty of time to buy tickets for a good price, and it was not. So the pr- the tickets were very, very, very pricey. I would, it was more. About or more than twice the price for the Montreal tickets we usually get. Now nah, we had to consider flying out there. We do have a credit for Airbnb that we were supposed to use for 2020 for the Montreal not race. Not gonna help us here. It's not gonna help us because most of the Airbnb. And we're still waiting for money from for- Formula One for Montreal. Yeah, I know we haven't been refunded our money for Montreal 2020. So, um, so yeah, yeah, it's a lot of money. I can understand why. But I'll be thrilled. My goal is to make it to Carmania. Yeah, hopefully you can. I mean, if you can't make it as a driver, it's called Cart Mania. How could you not go? You should try to come up as a, as a helper or a guest of one of us. Yeah, we're planning on if it, if we're if if I'm there, we're definitely going to do a. Uh, I mean, each driver is allowed to bring three people. Yeah, I could right. pick you up easy and go. You, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I know it'll probably kill you to not be in the driver's seat, but you'll still be there for Saturday night. There's supposed to be a good party Saturday night, as we were saying, and you missed it earlier, but we are going to try to do a show, a car, a uh, Formula Hooligan show. Oh. Overnight, Saturday nice, night, yeah. yeah, and see who else. Uh, we'll probably have a third microphone by then. It'd be nice, oh, and yeah. uh, Just get anything, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. So that's our uh, near All future right. plans. But I think uh, it's about time we wrap it up. We're supposed to be uh, doing other things socially beyond racing talk. So uh, I'm Alex Gomes. You are Charlie Hosey, and, and I our... got third. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry. Good job, oh yeah, thanks. And our late visitor is Mo Hernandez. Yep. And uh, this Who's is also the... an original uh, hooligan. So yeah, eventually when we have more microphones and stuff like that, I bet you'll be in a regular. Uh, this was a hundred. The microphone. This was six thousand dollars. No, it wasn't. It's the same exact thing I'm using right now. This is actually I, it was made like, of. It was a hundred uh, bucks for the mic. I think we spent sixty. Oh, sixty. Well, I, I think the. The arms here that connect to the table are like 40 to 60. Yeah, we're low budget here, Formula Hooligan. If you want to so talk, far. you got to buy your way in. Like, Rick, thanks, buddy. That's why we let, uh, that's why we let him in on the podcast. <laughs> keep spinning, buddy, and we'll let you join as many as yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah. You just keep uh, following, you know, behind this guy on for more episodes. That's right. All right, folks, we got to wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening to Episode 7. Adios. We will see you Happy 4th Cart of Mania. July. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Yeah, God bless America. Happy Independence Day. Oh, this is Formula America, right? That's, what That's right, that. Formula America. Formula America, episode seven. All right, goodbye for real now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and cut. And cut. Love you guys.